Hey everyone and welcome to The Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalvo and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes a day truly unique. In this episode we examine the events that occurred June 8th. So here we are again with a few things worth mentioning for the day of June 8th, and I am once again here to mention them. So buckle up and get ready for the show, because here is another one. We all know of the legendary voice of the one and only Dolly Parton. Parton has had a plethora of hits in her lifetime, and one of those came from a time when she wanted to set out on her own and make a name for herself in country music. Not that she had not already done that. The thing about it, though, is that early in her career, she was part of a singing partnership with her longtime mentor, a man by the name of Porter Wagner. Now, here's where I would make a Johnny Cash joke, saying the song Hey Porter was written about Wagner, but that is the low-hanging fruit, and I kind of just made the joke. Now, as the story goes, Pardon had already released her first album, Hello, I'm Dolly. And it was this album that first caught Wagner's attention. This is important because Wagner had the number one syndicated country show and he had recently lost one of his female singers. So who should he go talking to? Dolly Parton, of course. She said yes, but by her own admission, her relationship with Porter was kind of up and down. We collided all the time because we were both very strong-willed, very confident people. She stayed on the show for seven years, but ultimately decided that it was her time to leave because she and Wagner had had something of a hostile work environment. So, how did she decide to leave? Well, Parton was friends with Porter Wagner, and despite the hostility they both had, they both cared for and respected each other. And so, Parton sat down and wrote the song, I Will Always Love You. She also supposedly wrote the song Jolene on that same day. She would later tell CMT in 2011, I thought, well, why don't you do what you do best? Why don't you just write the song? So I went home and out of a very emotional place in me at that time, I wrote the song, I Will Always Love You. Parton then went and played the song for Wagner, who, according to stories, started crying, telling Parton she could leave the show and his group of singers, and that she had to produce the song because it was the greatest thing she had ever written. The breakup song was recorded and included in the 1974 album Jolene, and the year was 1974, and on this day, June 8th, Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You reached number one on the country chart. The story doesn't really end here, however. Wagner would sue Parton in 1979 for breach of contract, but claimed no ill will. They settled out of court and recorded a new album together. Parton would re-record the song in 1982 for the film The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, and it hit number one again, making her the first singer to have a number one hit with two different recordings of the same song. Whitney Houston would also go on to record the song and have it hit the number one spot in 1992. Colonel Tom Parker tried to get the rights for Elvis to record the song, but required the publishing rights to be signed over to him in order to do so, a condition that Parton refused. Porter Wagner died October 28, 2007 with Dolly Parton by his side. 
But before his death, Parton was able to perform the song for him one last time. Did you know that George Orwell wrote the book 1984? In fact, the year was 1949, and on this day, June 8th, George Orwell first published 1984. He actually wrote the book in a cabin that he purchased with the money he got from his previous book, Animal Farm. But things didn't end well for Orwell. He was first diagnosed with tuberculosis in 1938, and although he spent several months trying to recover and heal from this, he would battle it for the rest of his life, which was the year after 1984 was published. Orwell died 1950 from tuberculosis. And speaking of 1984, did you know, the year was 1984, and on this day, June 8th, homosexuality was decriminalized in New South Wales, Australia. According to StarObserver.com.au, the decriminalization of homosexual sex was passed through the New South Wales Parliament May 22, 1984. Now here's something that is a bit interesting. After the bill was accepted June 8, 1984, the decriminalization in this instance only applied to consensual sex between males. It didn't take into account lesbian relationships, which actually weren't criminalized at the time. The Labor Premier, Neville Wran, had introduced a private member's bill for decriminalization, which was passed with a vote on both sides of Parliament. While sex had just been legalized, it wouldn't be until 2017 that same-sex marriage was legalized in New South Wales. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.